Hello, everybody. Welcome to another fantastic episode of the Business Creators Radio Show, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. My name is Adam Homey. I am your host, and I am honored by your wise decision to tune in today and invest in yourself. As the name says, our listeners are business creators. We have entrepreneurs. We have small business owners. We have local business owners. We have marketing and business coaches. We have the folks who help others build their businesses. And then on the other side of that coin, we have the do-it-yourselfers who love to have your own hands on the marketing levers as you grow your business. If you are one or more of the above, please take a moment, explore episodes, and discover how we help you win at the game of business and marketing at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com. Also, check us out on iTunes. Be sure to subscribe. Every five-star rating is greatly appreciated. Helps us serve more business creators just like you. And fresh content will be delivered to your iTunes every single week. Today, I'm very excited because we have a topic that so many of you have demanded that we have been looking for the right person to come onto the Business Creators Radio Show and share with you. Amazon is hot. Amazon's been hot for years. And one of the topics that we're seeing that's really trending right now in the industry is how to sell physical products on Amazon. This, I see this a lot in the Facebook groups. I see this a lot in the LinkedIn groups. People have been coming to me at the Business Creators Institute asking me if I have any training available on how to sell physical products on Amazon. And very simply. So I'm very happy to tell you that it can be done in five steps. And I'm even happier to tell you that we have just the man to show you how to do it. So I'm about to introduce to you Scott Volker of TheAmazingSeller.com. Let me just tell you a little bit about Scott. He is the founder and the host of The Amazing Seller Podcast, a great podcast. You should tune in yourself. It's a top-ranked business show where he helps everyday, regular people start selling products that make money on Amazon.com. He's generated over $300,000 in his first 12 months of starting his own Amazon business, and he has now taught and inspired thousands of new entrepreneurs through his take-action approach. And just in the green room here, I can tell Scott's kind of chopping at the bit here. He's very much a take-action, let's-get-it-done type himself. So we're going to honor that and welcome Scott on board. Scott, welcome to Business Creators Radio Show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. And, uh, yeah, I am a take-action guy. You, you're all right, right? Chomping at the bit here. Uh, yeah, I just want to dive into this stuff. I love talking about it. I love helping people. So, yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it, and I'm excited to share uh, some of my knowledge here. You bet. We're going to do that in just a second. But there's two questions I like to ask our guests before we dive in. And the first one is, uh, I just read off your official bio there. I invited people to listen to your podcast, which is a great podcast, by the way. I've checked out a couple episodes. Thank you. But just tell us a little bit more about the intersection of your brilliance and passion and some of the experiences that have led you to where you are today, working with uh, business creators to help them sell on Amazon. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess I'd rather go back a little bit further because I think it all starts from, I mean, and, and I think anyone that is looking to get started in any business um, just needs to understand that it, there's no quick and easy way of doing anything. Everything's going to take work. Everything's going to take hustle. And, uh, you know, going back to when I was a young kid, uh, you know, learning about business by being in my father's construction business and seeing the ins and the outs of business and, and what it really takes. And, uh, you know, I, I guess the intersection in anything that I've ever done has always been just a lot of trial and error, 
learning from experience, from failures, from successes, and then just taking those and bringing them into another business model or whatever other business or, or even life experience that you're dealing with. So I guess my biggest thing is, is, is experience and by doing, not just by consuming. So I hope that helps. I think I think that I think that helps a lot, and I think that's going to be sort of a preview for what our listeners are in for here today. Is this is going to be very much an action-oriented approach? So if you're listening live, remember this is going to be replayed on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe. If you're listening through iTunes, listen to this, then listen to it again. One more question before we dive in here, and uh, normally I sure. do the drum roll, but I'm kind of sitting on the couch here right now, hanging out with my cats, so I don't have a table in front of me. <laughs> but everybody, just imagine a drum roll. Here in the Business Creators Radio Show, we provide the tools, techniques, and strategies to help entrepreneurs quickly grow their businesses. A lot of our listeners tell me they have everything they need to implement anything that anybody says they need to do, except for time and money. Now, on the Business Creators Radio Show, I love to ask this question of everybody who appears, because what I like is not only the variety of different answers, but also the variety of different ways the question is interpreted. So, Scott Volker, how do time and money impact what you're going to share with us today? Well, the, you know, the time is everything, right? I mean, we only have a very limited amount of time, but we also all have the same amount of time. So, to me, being able to figure out a way uh, to to create time to invest in what you want to invest in to better your life is, is what I'm all about. To me, it's all about creating a freedom lifestyle business. It's not necessarily about the money. It's about the money um, that can provide the freedom. Uh, so right. that really, to me, is everything in my life and everything I do is structured around that. Just a little example of that. Right now, we're recording this. As soon as we get done with this, I'm going to be heading out of here going to my son's baseball game at 1.30 in the afternoon because I choose to do that and I can do that. So that to me is everything, and uh, I just think that the, the, you know, the whole time thing is uh, what everyone is kind of going for, right? It's like the freedom thing, and, and the money is, is what can allow us to have that. Right, and uh, for all you all, for all of our listeners, you know, I am so honored. Uh, Scott's a very busy man, and uh, he's managed to make some time for us here today. And I definitely want to honor Scott getting to his baseball game. So I may have some extended closing thoughts at the very end, just in case Scott can't stay the entire hour. Uh, so what I'd like to do now is I'd like to sort of, you know, really dive into Scott here because he has a lot to share with us. And the first thing that I want to ask is. Uh, you know, let's kind of roll back to the beginning of your experience and what got you started sure. selling on Amazon. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, so, I mean, first off, you know, I just need to let everyone know that doesn't know me. I'm a regular guy. I'm a 43-year-old guy. I'm a yep. family guy. I've got three kids, uh, you know, all that stuff. So, to me, I've got no special education, um, not a college degree, none of that stuff. So, for me to enter in the business world going way back, I mean, I was working my father's construction company and then, you know, transitioned out of that into a photography business with my wife, which we knew nothing about, but we built into a six-figure business. And then from there, learning about online selling. And I've been doing that now for over nine years. The Amazon thing was just another, another stream of revenue that I was looking at, another opportunity that I thought that I could create, set up. And then I don't want to say automate, but in a sense, have other people do a lot of the heavy lifting because Amazon does a lot of that heavy lifting. It's the closest thing to a digital product that you will find on the internet in my in, in my belief, uh, because you ship the product to Amazon, you use their fulfilled by Amazon services. Basically, when, once you receive an order, they fulfill it for you. They handle the refunds. They handle the customer service to a certain extent. So to me, um, it was an opportunity, 
that I wanted to try to take advantage of and experiment with. It was not, I should just put this right out there. It was not, I was not doing it for my sole income and I still am not doing it for my sole income. Although after it proved after just 90 days of making the decision to start selling and having a product launch, making $40,000 in revenue, it really did prove to me that I probably should pay a little bit more attention to this. And that's since what I've done. Um, and, and since I've started helping people. So uh, to me personally, uh, you know, the idea came from hearing about other people starting to sell on Amazon. And I heard about people selling what they call as retail arbitrage. And for people that don't know what that is, is it's basically where you go into Target, Walmart, Lowe's, any big box store or any store for that matter, and you find things that are name brand, but they're closing them out, maybe 80% discount, 20, you know, 70% discount, whatever. And then you relist them on Amazon, you sell them at full price. You take the profit and you reinvest, right? Or you take it and put it in your pocket, whatever you want to do. The problem with that and that I found with that, the reason why I didn't want to go down that path, is because once you find 10 items and you sell through those 10 items, you've got to go find 10 more items of either the same thing, which is going to be hard, or you need to go ahead and find another product that you could sell, right? So that right there wasn't really, really cool to me. I just said, ah, it doesn't sound that good. It seems like a lot of work. Right. Um, and again, kind of rewinding a little bit, I wasn't doing this necessarily for my primary income. I was putting another, you know, another uh, spoke uh, you know, in, you know, in, in, in my rim, you know, or, of my, my bike spoke, uh, so, or my, my, my bike rim. So what I was really doing here is just adding more cogs to it. Um, and, uh, and once I did it, then it started opening my eyes that, holy mackerel, this thing is really, uh, you know, really something I should pay attention to. So that's where I got my start. Um, and, and from here we can kind of dig into one, you know, when you want to, we can dig into kind of like what I did from starting to getting my first product, what I've learned in the process. Right, absolutely. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that, that comes out of that for me is we see a lot of business creators, they get stymied in their efforts to grow their business because technologically it seems hard. You've got to you know, build a hmm. website and then you've got to go find the, the audience. And one thing True, that, yeah. that I found really cool about Amazon is your audience is already there. You just got to connect with the audience. So you're halfway yep. home with Amazon already. And we've had other guests on Business Creators Radio Show where we've talked about launching books and finding the category to become a bestseller in. And Amazon does provide the tools to help you do this research. And we may talk about that a little bit more uh, as sure, we get, to, sure. get through the interview here. Uh, but uh, And actually, you know, this is a good segue so let's say that we have a business creator who wants to start selling products on Amazon. Uh, how do they get started? Yeah, well, if you already have, you know, if you already have physical products, that's going to be even easier than if you have to find your own product. But you know, I always tell people if you're a brick and mortar business and you're listening to this and you have physical products, you should be listing them on Amazon. Um, there's uh, there's people I know right now that I've actually helped um, in this process by taking. Um, their physical products that they thought they were only able to sell in their brick and mortar and then list them on Amazon. And then they have a whole nother business. There's a guy right now in particular that was doing really well, even in, in his online presence, but he wasn't selling on Amazon. Well, since selling on Amazon, he took those same products and listed them on Amazon. And now he's doing between 25 and 30 K a month in just Amazon sales on top of the, the sales that he's doing on his own website. So, you know, for people that aren't tapping into the 244 plus million customers with active credit cards on file to me are crazy. So if you have a, a product, uh, definitely get that thing listed up like as soon as possible because 
it's not going to cost you anything unless you start selling, right? They don't charge you anything other than that you have to have a business account, which is like 40 bucks a month, like 39.99 or something like that. Um, and that's really it. And then you can go and start listing your products. Now, uh, let me just say again, and, and I, I want to really highlight this for your audience. You know, like you said, if you go out and build a website, you build traffic to that website, it's a long process. I've done it. It does work, but it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes consistency, right? But it's totally doable. And on Google, people are usually going there to search for how to fix this or how to do this. And sometimes they're searching for products, but a lot of times it's how to do stuff. Well, on Amazon, they're there for one reason and one reason only, to buy product, right? So they're buyers. So when anybody is selling inside of the Amazon platform, they need to realize they're positioning their products to buyers, not to people that are just kind of like, you know, browsing. They're, they're out there looking for a specific product. Um, and I guess, so then anyone that is thinking about just getting into this game, I, and, and again, I kind of talked, uh, you know, about retail arbitrage a little bit and said that I, that wasn't my cup of tea, but it's a lot of other people's way to get started. So if you're thinking to yourself, you just want to learn the system, you want to see how it, you know, how it works, what it takes to launch a product on Amazon, um, go do some retail arbitrage, go into a Target, a, a Lowe's, a Walmart, whatever, look at their closeouts. And then they have these apps that you can download on your phone. You can look at, uh, at uh, you know, the products that are currently selling. You can get an idea if it's a good product or not. And there's some different metrics that you can follow here. But for the most part, you, know, you go in there, you find products that are brand names, and then you list them on Amazon. And it's a great way to get your feet wet. And it's also a great way to start making some money before you start putting your own money into the game, really, uh, because it does cost some money to get started in this business. Um, but if we want to transition into, because I get this question a lot, like, Scott, how do you find a product that you want to sell? Well, the first place you're going to look is Amazon. All right, because Amazon is where you're going to ultimately end up to sell these products. Okay, so if you are on Amazon, remember Amazon is targeting you as a customer coming there. They're they're positioning product in front of you from past data. So it's kind of like you're going there as a customer. I'm putting the air quotes up as a customer, <laughs> but you're really there spying as a seller, right? And when they start putting things like you know customers search for this, also search for this, or customers who bought this, also bought this, or your keywords that drop in that you start typing in keywords, and all of a sudden they start throwing other keywords at you of suggested keywords. This is data that they're giving you that, that is there because they feel that you are the customer, and this is stuff that you would be interested in. So you as a seller should say, let me pay attention to this stuff, right? If they're telling me that people that bought this also bought this, maybe I should start looking into these other products and see what other products could be sold to this market. Um, so kind of to re rewind a little bit, if you want to get together a list of possible products really quickly, a little homework here for you, a little action step, get a notepad, put it near your nightstand for your, uh, you know, when you get up in the morning, and then with a pen, and then write down every single thing you touch on a daily basis. We call that the daily touch list. Write every single thing down. I don't care if it's toothpaste, the razor, a toothbrush, whatever, your coffee stuff, whatever it is, write it down and you'll get a huge list at the end of the day that you don't even realize that you're touching on a regular basis. And there's your start to start looking and seeing if these types of products or any of these products are currently selling on Amazon. Because we only want to start selling products that are proven to be selling. We don't want to go out there and say, I want to invent a product. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm doing is trying to find products that are currently selling, making my own little twist, my own little tweak, 
And then from there, selling something similar, doing some better marketing. And then from there, I can build other products against that one product and create a nice little product line. So did you want to stop there? We can touch on any questions or anything? Let me interject a question here real quick before we continue. So, so thank you for that. This is great. And again, I'll tell our, our listeners, I know this is fast-paced. I know Scott's kind of giving you a fire hose of information here, which is why you want <laughs> to be subscribed to iTunes. Um, we're talking about physical products here, so I just want to make sure we're clear on inventory. Uh, do you have to maintain yeah. an inventory with Amazon? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make something up. Let's say that we're selling uh, cat toys, because I have cats, as our listeners know, and my cats sure. have – I mean, my living room is a battleground of cat toys, so I, I buy cat toys all the time. So if I'm selling this special okay. kind of cat toy, do I have to keep any on – file with Amazon so that when they get sold on Amazon, they can be fulfilled? Or is there sort of like a fulfill on demand? Or how does that all work? Yeah, well, that's a great point. Okay, you can start selling product on Amazon without having product in Amazon. You can do that with, they call that fulfilled by merchant. Okay. Now, the downside of that is that you will not be able to take advantage of the fulfilled by Amazon, where they pick and pack your product. If you ship some, if you buy something or if someone buys something from you and you fulfill it by merchant, let's say it's a cat toy, you're going to have to package that cat toy up and then right. you're going to have to send it to the post office and have them ship it. That sounds fine, right? People are like, oh, well, I would do that. Five units a day, that's fine. What if you're selling 25 or 30 or 50 units a day? Yeah. You don't want to go to the post office and do that every single day, and you shouldn't have to, and you're not going to be able to take advantage of the other benefits that you are as being an Amazon Prime member. Prime members usually get free shipping, two-day shipping. They get other benefits. And by being fulfilled by Amazon, you can take advantage of that. And some people search for only stuff that is, that is uh, fulfilled by Amazon or that is uh, Prime available. Okay? Right. So because of that, you want to fulfill by Amazon when you can, as soon as you can. Um, and to do that, you can send in as little as five units if you want. You can send in 20 units. You can send in as many as you want. If you run out of inventory, you're just going to run out of stock. And then the minute you get stock in again, you're going to send it back in again. Now, one little tip here. Once you do get the ball rolling and you get sales coming in steady, you do not want to run out of stock. You, you want to do your best to keep the inventory in stock because what's going to happen is once you start ranking inside of Amazon for your keywords, for that cat toy, and then all of a sudden you drop off the face of the earth for three days, five days, ten days, however long it takes to get that inventory back, now all of a sudden you've lost a ton of momentum. So you want to try to keep a steady flow of inventory in there. And the way to do that is really once you start, you want to start with, you know, a couple hundred units, and then you can start gauging the inventory as far as how often you're selling. If you're selling 10 a day, then you know that you need 300 in stock for a month. So then you just start really kind of forecasting and then seeing how many units that you want to have in stock. Now, what happens if you start really selling like 50 units a day and you're going to run out of stock? Well, one strategy to that is you're going to uh, raise your price. And you can raise your price slowly, maybe a dollar or two, and that generally will work. But sometimes people have found that they sell more when they increase their price because then their perceived value is even higher. So what I always try to do is, number one, try to slow down the inventory by raising the price a little bit at a time. And then I'll always turn off my Amazon pay-per-click, the sponsored ads, which we can talk about that once we get to that stage. But uh, from there, if you run out of stock, you run out of stock. You know, it's just it, – it happens. But you just want to do your best to not run out of stock. But, yes, to answer your question, you want to fulfill by Amazon when you can, as soon as possible. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that, that, that's, a, that's a great question. And, uh, and actually, one of our listeners brought that up uh, when they heard they were, you were going to be on the Business Creators Radio Show. And I want to make sure we covered that because we're talking about physical fulfillment. And uh, we'll yes. ask another question about that, but I want to save that for uh, – actually, you know, let's do it right now. Um, let's say sure. that um, you know you can have like you can do fulfilled by Amazon, where you make sure you send in some copies of your product to Amazon, so they fulfill it. Um, you can also be fulfilled by merchants, so that you fulfill it yourself if you want to make a lot of trips to the post office and be basically right. on call every single day to get it out in timely fashion. But let's say that they have a third-party manufacturing. Like, let's say they have a factory in Florida, or in some cases, uh, some people are shipping overseas to places like China or Vietnam, which are growing areas for these types of physical product production. Uh, Does Amazon Mm -hmm. allow the thing where you can have the order shipped directly to the factory, and then the factory puts it in a box and sends it out? No. The way that it would work there, that's like drop shipping. What what you could do – is you could have your factory, your manufacturer, ship directly to Amazon. Um, that, that would be my next step versus saying, like, okay, I got an order from uh, an, an Amazon customer fulfilled by merchant, and then I'm going to have my drop shipper do it. You could do it, but it's going to be more on a manual basis. So, so let's just say, for example, you fulfill by merchant, and you were going to fulfill them yourself, but really you were going to have someone else do it. You'd have to send in your invoices to that drop shipper, like, every day. Right, and then they're going to handle it. So it's almost like you're handing a, a you know a, a pack of ten invoices to your your supplier, and you're saying, hey, ship these tomorrow. Right, that's how that would work. Now, if you have a Shopify store um, on your own website, you can integrate where if you get a sale on your Shopify store, you can integrate that to have fulfilled by Amazon. You can have your FBA stuff shipped directly from your e-commerce, and, and Amazon will do that even though you didn't make the sale through Amazon. I know that's a little bit of a different topic, but I thought I'd just throw that in there because that, that is another strategy. Um, but I would say your first step would be to have the product shipped from the factory to Amazon to cut out that one step. Me, personally, when I first start um, on any product, I always have the product shipped to me so I can inspect it, make sure it was exactly what we agreed upon, and then I ship it into Amazon myself. So I pay a little additional for that fee, which, by the way, Amazon shipping from UPS, if you use their UPS, uh, it's like dirt cheap. It's like pennies compared to what we pay. Right. So for me, like I'll just give you an example. I, like on one of my units, it might weigh a pound. It might only cost me 20, 25 cents to ship it to Amazon. So okay. it's really, really inexpensive. Right. I, I, I understand perfectly. Now, another thing that comes up is, you know, I'm a member of Amazon Prime myself. And what you shared okay. with me this morning actually demystified something for me. I recently did a major presentation in front of an audience of uh, over 50 entrepreneurs. And part of my presentation was I go through a list of authors um, and I explain how they became famous or became more famous by publishing a book. Now, what I decided uh-huh. for this very special presentation was to buy copies of all the fame-making books and give them out as gifts to the audience. So I placed an order on sure. Amazon. I had my list right in front of me. And, oh, and by the way, as I was placing the orders for one book and then the second book and then the third book, it's like a list of 12 books. I'd never actually placed mm-hmm. this order before. It's the first time I ever gave out these gifts to the audience because it's about $100. I don't do this for just anybody. Sure. Um, it sure. was recommending, like, let's say, you know, when I placed the order for book number two, I looked down to the, you know, customers who purchased this also purchased, and it was, and I was saying, holy heck, it's recommending like book number five or book number seven. 
So Amazon yeah. is that intelligent that it was guessing without having yep. any data from me because I'd never placed this type of order before that, huh, right. well, if somebody's looking at this book, they might be interested in this one as well. And, and, there, and it wasn't just like, you know, um, you because know, I ordered Donald Trump's Art of the Deal, and I also was going to order Robert Kiyosaki's uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So that's an obvious yep. one. That's an obvious correlation. Yep. Those two gentlemen have actually done books together. But in one right. case, we were jumping from, say, Robert Kiyosaki. Um, I found it amazing that it recommended How to Get the Women You Desire into Bed by Ross Jeffries, which is a completely different okay. genre, which was also on my right. list. It's like, right. holy but, cow. But what, 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 yeah, but what was happening here was they were taking the data, Amazon was, from other people that have bought these books in the past, not necessarily if the authors have worked together or even planned this. They right. were doing it as like the avatar of the person buying this book is also interested in these because we have data from past people that have purchased book one that wanted to purchase or that added these other ones to their cart. So that's where they're getting their intelligence. So it, it's pretty slick, and it's also a great way for you as a seller to say, oh, these are related items. So if you're selling this one cat toy and maybe that cat toy needs a carrying case, well, maybe those two are being purchased together. You wouldn't know that necessarily unless you've seen that. And now that might be another product in your bag, or you may create a bundle out of that because now there's two or three products that they're suggesting that you add to your cart because other people have done the same. So now that's a bundle that you could offer um, at, at a premium. Right. Now, 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 when it was creating that, uh, w that algorithm, was it perhaps also going back to my personal things? Because I personally have done a lot of research on Amazon for books in the pickup seduction industry. Yeah, not, not necessarily. It will so show you stuff on your, on your past history. Right. Even if you logged out and it wasn't logged in as you, it's going to give you that stuff by other people's searches. Uh-huh. Wow, that was, yep. yeah, that, was, it, it, that was the same from yeah. Kiyosaki to Ross Jeffries is one hell of a jump. Yep. And then it just shows that yep. Amazon has some wicked intelligence. Holy heck. They do. Now, this one, they, I just, they do. It's yeah. pretty scary. Now, yeah, and one follow-up question. Now, I'm a member of Amazon Prime. You know, I love getting my free shipping and my shipping in two days and things like that. So let's say, sure. that, uh, let's say that I'm a seller on Amazon. And I sent my five copies of my cat toy to be fulfilled by Amazon. And some Amazon Prime member comes and orders nine copies of that cat toy. Already, I'm in Dutch because there's not enough on file. And, you know, it may take either me or my factory days to get Amazon right. more product to fulfill just that one order. Because you have people out there who have nine cats and want to buy one toy for each cat. Uh, so uh, what happens in that case? Do I, as the seller, get penalized? Uh, does Amazon no. look at that negatively? What happens? No, here, here's what happens. That, that wouldn't happen. Let's just put it that way. Because they're only going to sell you what you have in stock. That's it. Oh, so oh have, okay. Yeah. If, if you have only six in stock and you want to put nine, it'll say, sorry, there's only six of this item in stock. Okay, just want to make sure because I was thinking about getting yeah, yeah. business. No, <laughs> no, nope, nope, nope. right. you can only, you can, they'll only show you what, you what you have in stock. Okay, so what I want to do here is I want to disambiguate a little bit because I know that we have some listeners who are already thinking we're barely a half hour into this. And they're already thinking, hey, I want to get, a bit, get on Amazon today and start selling stuff. But let's make sure that we're appealing to the right folks here. Who is this model for? 
This model is for anyone that wants to either supplement their current income, like I did, or someone that wants to go all in and build a business slowly, but then can replace an income, you know, when you get to a certain stage. Um, I also think that anyone that is looking to, you know, dabble in the online space, I think it's a great way to go because, again, we're not guessing. We're going in and we're figuring out what other people are already purchasing the other really, really cool thing that I'd like to bring up is, and this is my long-term strategy here for this business model, is not just to stay on Amazon, right? I want to get on Amazon, sell product on Amazon as a channel because it's the quickest way. And I, I say that lightly because I don't want people to think that it's an overnight you know, success thing. But it, it's another way for you to get started without having to have a website, without having to have an email list, without having to have all that stuff. And then once you get traction with your product, then you can go outside and start building your website, start building your email list, running outside traffic, all of that stuff. So to me, it, this business model is great for anyone that wants to test and validate a product and then maybe want to launch it on their own, you know, on their own website or someone that just wants to supplement their income or someone that just wants to uh, you know, go into this thing and start building a business and then from there graduating to you know, bigger things as far as like owning their own business where they can leave their own job um, if it gets to that point. Yeah, so what I really love about this uh, model especially is because we have folks who listen to the Business Creators Radio Show who may be in transition between a job and having their own business, being an entrepreneur. And we also have some folks who have no intention of leaving their job, but also have an entrepreneurial venture because that is their plan for the future. That's how they're going to pay for their children's college educations. That's how they're going yep. to stay for retirement. And that's how they're going to maintain their financial security should anything happen to that job. It's also how they pay for yeah. the condo in Florida, the swimming pool, and, uh, and they'll yep. them to do charitable good things. So if you are in yep. that category, you particularly need to be tuned into what Scott is sharing with us today. So, uh, Let's rewind and let's talk about you a little bit. You've told me a little bit about how you got into selling physical products on Amazon. And by the way, um, you might not be able to tell us everything, but just what are some of the things that you're selling? Well, yeah, you're right. I can't say that because a lot of people uh, in this space, once you announce what you're selling, everyone's going to go run out and start to sell that. So, yeah, we, we don't want to do that. But what I will tell you is this. I always use the garlic press as an example, and some people kid me and say, oh, Scott, so you're selling a garlic press. I'm not selling a garlic press, but that's always my example. Um, but just to let people know, if you do start selling, uh, and, and something we haven't really talked about is, like, how do you sell your own product to make it so it's not a branded item? Is called private labeling. Once right. you private label your product, um, then it becomes your product, like you're the manufacturer, so you're not competing with other big-name brands. So, for example, if I was to, to sell a garlic press, uh, I would sell it under my own name, and it would be my own brand. Um, and, and then from there, if people knew what I was selling, then, of course, they're going to start selling the same exact thing. That's happened with, a, with a numerous products that have been shared out there as just examples. So anyone listening, I would not try to sell a garlic press because now that I've mentioned <laughs> it here on this show and I've mentioned it on mine, people will run out, and you'll have tons and tons of competition, and then you'll get frustrated of why it's not working. The reason is, is because you have to dig deep, find products that are not necessarily sexy, meaning they don't have to be anything uh, like, uh, you know, people think like an iPhone case. Don't do that, right? That's just so obvious, right? You want to find things uh, that not everyone is looking at as like, oh, this is a huge opportunity. I'm going to start selling the next best thing. You want to find those things that are kind of like, you know, under the radar, 
Um, but just to answer your question is, uh, you know, that's something that we don't disclose. There's really no Amazon uh, sellers that are doing private labeling that will disclose their products. That's a good point. I just want to make sure we got that out there because I know a few yeah. other people as well who also sell physical products on Amazon, and they will not tell me what they sell. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I, I could, I could post on Facebook. Wow, look at this awesome garlic presser I just bought, and it could be yeah. theirs that they sold to me, and they wouldn't tell me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so that, that's the other cool thing about this. And again, I wanted to bring this up for the folks who are doing the full-time job and looking to create the entrepreneurial venture. This is something your boss won't find out about. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for those who right. are actually concerned exactly. about this, because there still are the, because while more corporations and companies are evolving to understand that their employees will create multiple streams of income for themselves and the best way to retain that employee is to be supportive while saying, Hey, don't bring that to work. Do what you do on your own right. time, do what you do on your own time. Uh there are still right. employers who will view that as treason and will fire you instantly. So if you work for one of those unfortunate people, keep tuning in to the Business Creators Radio Show, and we'll get you entrepreneurial quick as anything. Um, if you are yeah. working for a great company that's going to respect you, wanting to build a strong future for you and your family, this is the way to do it. So listen to what yeah. Scott's telling you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And I mean, I would just tell people, though, you know, you want to find, like, there's different categories. You want to find a category that has, uh, you know, that has you know, buyers in there that are always going to be buyers. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to go in and necessarily ride a trend um, that much because you want to have long-term success, right? So I would just say anyone that's going out there and, and dabbling in this thing, you know, go after, you know, categories that are popular, but then find products that are kind of like boring and, you know, like not sexy, um, that would be my advice to anyone kind of getting started. So this way here, you can, you know, have your best chance of success. And I, I you know, kind of going back to you saying like, you know, like, like who's this for and, and, and kind of what should they expect? And, um, you know, I, I teach something called the 10 by 10 by one strategy. And, and that's basically how to make your first hundred bucks a day, right? A hundred dollars a day for 30 days is $3,000 a month for, for a lot of people. You know, that's, that's a darn good chunk of change, right? Yeah. And uh, a lot of people tell me they want to pay off their student loans or they want to put their kids through, uh, you know, private school or they want to whatever. They want to go on vacation or whatever they want to do, right? Um, and, and I like to tell people, like, don't think that you got to go out there and sell 100 units a day of something. If you go out there and you find a product that can sell 10 units a day at $10 profit and that's just one product, that's 100 bucks a day. And that's happening every single day. And for a lot of people, that's actually a, a low day. So just to yeah. let people know that you need to start small and you think about how you then can scale from there. You've learned the process by, by going through the, you know, all of the different things that it takes to get up and running, but then you can then rinse and repeat and then scale. Um, so just to kind of give people a little bit of my mindset when it comes to going out there and trying to find products, I'm not looking for products necessarily that can do 100 units a day. I'm, I'm happy finding them that can do 10 a day. And then from there, finding more of those products. Yeah, you know, you know what else is really cool about this as well? And, and you know, thank you for bringing it up. Because I see people inside Facebook discussion groups and sometimes even on sales letters for how to sell an Amazon-type products. And they share their screenshots yeah. of their results yep. not typical. And even then, yep. you see that they'll have their $78 day. They'll have their $213 day. But the secret is... Yep is they diversify and they sell multiple products. 
So, yes. you know, they, they start with one product, and, you know, and Scott, correct me anytime I'm wrong here. Correct me anytime. But my understanding yeah, yeah. Yeah, of it yeah. is, is they'll start with one product. They'll get really good at it. So it becomes a nice stream of income that maybe adds $2,000, $3,000 a month to their revenue stream, which is great. And then they'll take what they yep. learned there, and they'll move to a second product. Then they'll do that one yes. really good or whatever, and then they'll move to the third and the fourth and the fifth. So they begin creating all these little streams. So 2000 here, 1500 there, 3000 there. Yep. Before you know it, you know, you know, 3000 here, 3000 there. Before you know it, we're talking real money. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I think I should say this as well too. Uh, you know, I don't look to go out there and hit a home run. I, I go out there and I try to bunt for a single, right? You know, so it's kind of like if you can go out there and hit singles all day long, then great. Now, now, one other thing we should say here, you're going to get up to that batter's box and you're going to, sw- you're going to swing and you're going to miss sometimes, right? Yeah. So you may launch a product that doesn't work, right? But that doesn't mean that the system doesn't work. It just means that you didn't do your research well, all right? Um, so there, there's different things that come into it. I've launched products that have not done that well, uh, but I've launched some that, do- that have done really well. And I'm, I'm constantly evolving in this, right? I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly trying to diversify different products so this way here, I'm not dependent on just one product. I had a guy um, that uh, listens to the podcast, uh, and, and he's went through everything that I put out there as far as teaching goes, and he launched three products. His first two failed. His third one hit it. So just to show you, he tried twice, and then the third time was the one that took off for him, and now he's learned a ton through those two that didn't work. And he admits it, right? He admits what he, what he did wrong and those things that, that he went out there, and maybe he jumped the gun too early. Um, or maybe he didn't do his research as much as he should have, or he didn't see if there's enough depth in the market, right? So there's, the, there's these different things that could happen, and just to understand that there's no sure thing that you're going to, to win at this, but there's a really good chance that if you keep at it, then you will win. Yeah, and I, and I want to point that out, because when we teach about product and service launches to our business creators, we tell them that most launches don't do a million dollars. In fact, most launches – don't do $10,000. That's just the reality of right. it. But the reason you keep yeah. launching is because just through repetition and through getting your hands on it, you will get better. You will get better and better and better and better. You'll get bigger and bigger and bigger paydays. Um, and the yeah, you learn. You learn yeah, a lot. In the info product in the marketing world, it then allows you to be seen as a celebrity because you're out there launching stuff like crazy. People don't see your spreadsheets. They just see a launching like a wild person. And they say, wow, this is somebody who's getting the job done. And that's how you become a celebrity right. in your niche, and that's how you gain your following. With Amazon, I think it's a little bit different, and thank you for bringing this up because, I, don't, I mean, do you do like a, like a product launch formula-like type thing on Amazon, or is it more like you put your product out there and it just starts selling? Like, how does that work? No, no. No, we definitely have a launch process for sure. Yeah, there's a launch. It's not a launch. It's not a, a Jeff Walker product launch formula. Right. But there is, there is, there is steps that are done, and, and it's pretty – it's pretty standard. I've got a few tweaks that I do, but I mean, just to kind of give you like the 30 second, like launch, like, you know, once you pick your product and you've sourced your product, um, you, you, you have to get it into Amazon. So once you get it into Amazon and it's live, well, now we want to allow Amazon to see that we're on the maps. We need to start getting some sales. So there's two things that you want to do on Amazon because Amazon is driven by sales. Once you start to get sales, you start to rank. And if you start to rank, you start to get eyeballs and then you start to get more sales. But the one thing that will happen is if you get seen, like let's say you rank really well out of the gate, but you have zero reviews, well, your, your competition has 100 reviews, 
you're going to probably sell less than the guy that's got 100 reviews right now. So we got to work on getting reviews. And I'm not talking about going out there and buying reviews. I'm saying, like, go out, give away 25, 50 units of your product to people that want to test product and ask them for their honest feedback. And you want them to put that in there, that they're receiving this at a discount because you have to by terms of service. And then once you get these reviews coming in, then you get the social proof that people are actually buying your product and they're saying what they feel the product is good or bad. Now you're going to see your conversion rate go up and your conversion rate, your sales that is, is going to go up. And when that goes up, your, your rank is going to go up. So that's kind of the process. We, we launch as far as we launch the product, we get it live, we optimize everything, the title, the pictures, uh, the bullet points, the description, the backend keywords. There's a whole bunch of things there. But then once we get that stuff all done, if we don't get seen, okay, by eyeballs, we're not going to get sales. So we got to start and, and really kind of get the ball moving. And that is by doing a small little giveaway, maybe a dollar offer or $2 offer that you can give people, you know, a 95% off or something. And then from there, you start to slowly get some reviews. And then I instantly turn on sponsored ads. So the sponsored ads is the ad platform inside of Amazon, which anyone that ever comes to me and says, Scott, I want to start driving outside traffic to, into my Amazon listing. I, I try to reach over to them and just say, time out. You're not going there yet. You might not ever go there because the traffic inside of Amazon is so much more potent because they're there to do one thing, buy. You're not disturbing them. When you're on Facebook or any other ad platform, you're disturbing them to get them to go over to Amazon. That can actually hurt your conversions on Amazon. So just to kind of go back to the launch strategy, you launch the product. You start to get some reviews coming in. You turn on your Amazon pay-per-click to get some sales going. And then from there, you start to get ranked. Once you start to get ranked, you start to get natural sales, organic sales, that is. And then the, the reviews start coming in naturally. And then that's how the process goes. This is actually a seven-step plan, isn't it? It's a, it, to me, it's a five-step plan because it's really you, you pick the product that you, re, that you research. Right. And you source the product. Then you do a pre-launch. The pre-launch is really creating your listing on Amazon before you even have your product because you need uh, a listing to be able to send your inventory into. So right. that's, that's the third part. And part of that pre-launch is also figuring out who you're going to give these products away to when you launch. And then the fourth phase is the launch. That's actually what I just kind of described there. And then the fifth phase is where you're going to start dialing in your pay-per-click and start promoting the product. Um, so this way here you can start getting those steady sales. Right, right. So how to sell physical products on Amazon in five steps. The reason I brought up the seven steps is because I know that on theamazingseller.com, one of the things you have for our listeners is the seven-step launch plan, which I've had a chance to scan myself, and I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I mean, that, that just kind of goes through like you've you got to optimize your listing and kind of like all of the different steps in the launch process. But really the, the five steps is kind of like how to get a product to market. The launch strategy is, is like you just said, we're, we're kind of going through those, uh, you know, through those different steps inside of that launch phase. Right. Okay. So, uh, so two questions about reviews, because this is very hot and I'm looking sure. and I'm thinking about sure. some things that have come up in discussion groups that I participate in and I see online. So the first question yep. is, is how far can you go ethically to get reviews? Because I know that there are some boundaries and if you cross these boundaries you could have your you know things could happen to your product or they could be deleted or something like that and it's you know just yep. gets to the point where it's slimy so ethically let me, let me put this bluntly how far can we go to bribe people for great reviews well you know right in the terms of service it says in there currently right now that you can give away um units uh you know product 
um, for honest reviews. Like it, it literally says it in, in there. So, you know, it's, it's saying like, you can't abuse it by saying like, I'm going to give away a hundred units a day forever. Um, that's not, that's not what they're saying. What they're saying is that, uh, you can do it and that's ethically. And as long, as long as they go ahead and they put in there that they receive the product, um, at, you know, in exchange for an un, unbiased review that has to be in there. As long as that's in there, then you're above board. Um, so there's nothing wrong with that. Now, where they got kind of like the, uh, I guess, the discussion out there and, the, you know, the sky is falling threads that were on, on the, you know, all of the different Facebook groups was when Fiverr got in trouble by people that what they were doing is they were creating fake accounts in Amazon, and then you were paying them money to go leave fake reviews. That's where this whole thing got, like, blown out of the water, right? Now, Amazon definitely is paying more attention to reviews now because they know that that stuff is happening, but that doesn't mean that they're saying, like, right now you can't do it. Um, and as long as you stay above water, above board, uh, you're, you're going to be fine. You know what I mean? But uh, again, everyone has to kind of do what they think is best. Me personally, the only time I ever do a promo is in the very beginning of that launch. After that, I don't generally do them again. If anything, I just dial up my pay-per-click. I go find other keywords that people are searching for in Amazon, and I target those keywords. And there's a ton of different ways. We don't have ways to talk about it today or enough time right. to talk about it today. But there's a ton of different ways to go out there. And instead of going after just one or two keywords, you're going to go wide amongst all of these different various keywords. It's kind of like the long tail approach, as we heard before, with niche sites and all that stuff. So it's really about how to go wide with your keywords as long as they are targeted to the person that could buy your product. Very good. That's my first question about reviews. Now, the second question is, and first of all, let me state something that I already know. Um, if I go to a product or a book or anything, whether it's on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or some third-party review site, anywhere there's reviews, and all I see yeah. are five-star reviews and everybody says it's perfect, I'm suspicious. I actually yep. want to see a couple critical reviews. I want to see a couple constructive yep. quote-unquote reviews. I want to see that not everybody had a perfect experience with it because that tells me that real people are consuming it because there's no way in the world that something is going to be perfect for everybody or that every single customer you get is going to be a great person. It's just not going to happen, number one. So I look for number one to see that there's a variance that, you know, that's, that's mostly good, that we're four out of five stars is good for me and I see that there are some people who maybe just honestly tried it and it just wasn't for them or maybe one person out of a hundred had a bad experience because if you screwed yeah. up with one out of a hundred customers you still have a 99% batting average and that's good enough for me um, I, I also, yeah. I also yeah. look to see how the seller handles it where if they respond to that person constructively and they at least show publicly that they are trying to be the bigger person trying to make it right uh, what have you but what I've seen happen a few times and I'm just going to say this very bluntly because this is the Business Creators Radio Show, and my name is on it, and I can, get, I can say whatever I want, basically. Sometimes you'll get somebody who comes on to a review site like Amazon, and they just decide to be a complete jag-off. They will post a review that is full of hate full of negativity, and they'll say, you know, like, for instance, uh, you know, you don't know anything about this, uh, nobody should listen to you, you're a fake, you're a charlatan, a charlatan and I'm reporting you. Now, when yeah. you get just garbage like that, how do you deal with it? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you got to deal with it as, as, as best you can. Um, I mean, I don't let, like, one review, like, bring the whole ship down, right? Right. Um, 
you know what I mean? Like I, in my, in my eyes, I would respond, um, you know, as, as good as I could. And then again, whenever you're doing something publicly, you gotta, re- you gotta remember you're, you're the face of the business in a sense that's representing. So you gotta be, you, you know, you gotta be respectful and all that stuff. So to me, I, I try to do that, clean it up that way. And then from there, I just uh, go ahead and I try to just continue to keep my head down and get better reviews. And those better reviews will pile on top of the bad one. Um, so that's really, I don't pay too, too much attention. Now, if it was someone that is a competitor that has went on there and did that uh, just to try to bring down my listing, then I would, of course, try to report it. Um, and then from there, if nothing happened, then I would just, again, do something very similar. I'd respond to it. I wouldn't call them out necessarily. But then from there, I would just go ahead and try to just do my best to get better reviews on top of those and then kind of push it to the bottom is what I would kind of do there. Um, I, I do want to say, though, you know, you bring up a good point because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, I want to go there and get, you know, 100 five-star reviews. And I honestly don't want to get that because of everything that you had already said because it, it's, it's, it makes it look more real, which I want it to be because I want them to be real and I want them to be honest and, and ethical and all that stuff. But the other thing is, and I just want people to know that even though you go to like a review group that, that and, and just to let people know what a review group is really, and, and the good ones are people that have raised their hands like you and I that said, I would love to review products from Amazon at a discount. I would love to, right? So they're real people. And then there's actually people that have little groups and clubs that they talk about all of the stuff that they, they're able to do. They get rank. Uh, Amazon gives them badges and all of these different things, right? So they really they feel proud about doing that stuff and they enjoy it. So they're not doing it just to say, I'm doing this to help you rank. They're doing it because they're getting free product or, or discounted product. But I get people that are in these groups that leave me three-star review and I'm okay with that. You know, it's like, I'm actually kind of glad because now I didn't, I didn't like, again, make it just all five stars. Like you said, it makes it more real. It makes it more authentic. And I think a lot of times then too, when people do see that you responded to that, it also shows that you stand by your company. So that could also be helpful. Um, you know, to your your potential uh, customers. I've noticed kind of a tribal effect as well because I've I've had a couple friends of mine, like actual friends of mine who have published books on Amazon and they've had these types of attacks. And as soon as they let their own tribe know that uh, they have this hater, uh, you see people like jumping in and going on Amazon and just loading it up with positive reviews or downvoting that negative review, responding to that negative review to basically say, what the hell are you talking about, man? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and yeah. so and so no, this I mean, is where loyalty comes into play as well. It, it does, and I think with books it's a little different because with a book you, you do usually have a, a following, a tribe, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it. So that makes it a little bit easier to do. When you have a product, unless you aren't like you know, um, you know, like a celebrity, it, it it would be a little bit harder to to do that. So again, with a physical product, if someone's buying a garlic press, I'm not sure everybody's going to rally behind you with your garlic press, right? Right. But <laughs> the same, you know, with, with with that same thing in mind, you know, just go out there and create a really good product, and then respond to the negative ones. And if it's something, again, just to let people know, if there's something that is flawed in your product, listen to those negative reviews and try to fix it. Uh, that's that's another tip for people. If they're looking to how how can I make a better product than my competition, look at all their three, two, and one star reviews and see what people are complaining about and fix that problem. Right. And then you all of a sudden have a better product. 
Right. You know, there's a there's a technique like let's say you're looking to um, do advertising for your own product. Uh, and I have to give credit to this to my friend Gary George of Blazon Multimedia. Uh, he taught me this and this is absolutely brilliant. If you're doing competitive research, if you want to sell a physical product on Amazon, find your competitors and look at their one, two and three, three star reviews. The reason you want to look at sure. that is you want to know what the market feels is lacking so that you know what to deliver in your product. Well, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so, so that, so that's all really good. And I, you know, I, and I'm, I appreciate you sharing with me just a few moments and sharing with our listeners on how to deal with negativity. And, you know, my final note is let's say you have some, like, you know, sometimes this may apply to Amazon products or sometimes it may apply to either customer service of a bricks and mortar or an online business is what I found is most effective. If you have somebody out there who's just spazzing and, and just, uh, and just saying, Oh, you're a horrible person. You did horrible service you ignored me, blah, 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 blah. There's a range of approaches you can take, and some of the components can include um, if somebody says they never return my calls, and you happen to have a call log right. of all the times you tried to return their call, you can just say, you can say something like, you know, uh, you know, I think we have the right number on file for you. Um, just, but, you know, the number we have on file, we called and left messages on this date and this time, this date and time, and this date and time. So maybe we have the wrong number. So uh, here's our number again. Why don't you give us a call and let's try and sure. work this out. And uh, by yeah. taking an approach like that, um, the person, you basically neutralize that negativity because now in front of the entire world, you've acknowledged that you have an upset customer at the same time you said, hey, I just want to serve you. So um, yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. my door is open. My phone is turned on. Give me a call. Let's work this out. And if they want to just continue to spew and, and, and just retch all over the internet, then at that point, they're just a hater and you're the person who tried to do right. And your next customer yeah. will look at that and say, hey, you know, if I ever want to deal with Scott Volker and things don't go exactly right, like they could happen, I have confidence this is the guy who's going to make it right. So I want to do business with him. Yeah, I agree. Totally. Yeah. So uh, just uh, one thing I want to ask here before we share with your the gift you're going to give us, uh, which I'm really looking forward to, by the way, is if you were starting over today, just based on everything you've learned selling products on Amazon, what would you do differently? Well, you know, it goes to Amazon, but it goes to all of the other things that I've ever done. Uh, you know, the only thing that I said, and, and again, it's, it's hard because a lot of things that I've done it's, have opened doors for, for other things, you know, but if we're, if we're specifically talking about Amazon, uh, really, it comes down to uh, you want to be able to adapt and you want to be able to, uh, you know, pivot when you need to. And, and Amazon is constantly evolving, you know, and, you know, I think me personally in the very beginning, uh, things were a little bit different. So my product research was different than it is now, right? So I guess going back is I think because I had a few products that, that I, uh, you know, didn't do as well as I wanted to. And, and part of that part of that uh, problem was the product research phase. So I think going back, I would say, Scott, just, you know, slow down a little bit and maybe focus a little bit more on that product research before you go ahead and hit play. Right. I, th I think that I think that's also very important, too, is just to remember. And the overriding theme, as we said earlier, is the best way you're going to really get good at selling products on Amazon is to go out there and try and do it. And if you hit a home run the first time, that's great. But don't always look for your home run. You've got to go for your base hits sometime, too. Yep. 
Good. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to say, I mean, and, and just to let people know, like, like we're talking about Amazon, but, you know, I just got to go back to, you know, even myself when I was kind of, you know, scared of leaving, like, uh, you know, my job that was supporting my family going back, you know, 15 years ago, um, actually longer than that now, it's probably close to 20 years ago, uh, my, my first jump, you know, into being an entrepreneur, and it was scary, and I had a family right. to provide for and stuff, you know, but I guess, you know, just telling myself even back then that, you know, just take that chance and take it, take it, you know, and, and understand that there's always going to be risks, um, but you have to get out there and you got to take action. And that's what I've lived by. I mean, this whole time moving up to this point is just, you know, learning through the process and understanding that, you know, failure is part of that process. And it's not failure to me. It's really a learning lesson. And then it also opens up other doors. Uh, so that's, I would just like to really instill that into people that are thinking about anything that they're looking to try, but also to say, you got to give it a full shot, right? You can't just say, I'm going to try this for a week. And if it doesn't work, I'm going to move on to the next thing. You're not giving it enough effort. So to me, yeah. it's always about putting in all of the effort. Right. Absolutely. So we've just got a couple minutes left and this has been an amazing interview. So thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no problem. As we wrap up, I just want to give you the floor for just one more minute and tell us what you have for business creators to help us uh, when we want to pursue this line, because I know we have some people listening right now, they're probably chomping at the bit saying, hey, how can I get started today? Yeah, well, there's actually a couple different things. First off, I've got a podcast, and it's yep. totally free. You know, theamazingseller.com, the blog is filled with all the podcasts. It's really what it is. So that's all there for you. kind of documents my journey. A lot of people that I've interviewed, uh, I do Q&A calls on uh, Fridays. Uh, so, yeah, I would check that out. Um, the other thing is I have a 10-day free course, uh, and you can find that at freeprivatelabelcourse.com. Uh -huh. And uh, there you would uh, register for that course, and you'll get 10 days worth of lessons, which basically walks you through the exact process that I use to launch my first product. Um, so that's there for you. And then the last thing is I do a live workshop, and uh, you can jump on with me live. We can go through the five phases. We'll break them all down. I'll also stay on to answer live Q&A. And that is at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. And you can register for an upcoming one there. And that's my, uh, my, my little gift uh, to your audience. Awesome. Uh, Scott Volker of theamazingseller.com. This has been a fantastic experience. It's been an honor and it's been an education on behalf of the business creators community. I thank you for coming down and spending some time with us today. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you having me on, Adam. And I, uh, I look forward to... Uh, Maybe catching up with you in the future. You bet. For everybody listening, this is Adam Homey, host of the Business Creators Radio Show. Please check out our previous and our upcoming episodes at www.businesscreatorsradioshow.com and on iTunes, where we help you win at the game of business and marketing. Till next time, have a great day. Take care.